With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Did you put the wrong one on, Mark? Maybe. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. And we are back with a match <coughs> preview for tomorrow's game against Aston Villa. As you can see, or if you are listening, um, I am joined by Mark Walker, Harry and Ian tonight. Uh, some regular faces on the channel right now. I'll start with you, Mark. Um, it's been a decent set of results for us this weekend. Yeah. It hasn't been bad, has it? It's uh, teed it up nicely for uh, for our game tomorrow. Um, go into that and uh, hopefully get a result. But the way these things normally work out, when we get get results going our way, we don't don't usually capitalise on them. But mm. uh, hopefully that's that's not a false omen, and we're uh, we're able to go go in there with uh, a bit of confidence after our last result and things going our way. And uh, Chris has just disappeared. I think, he's, uh, I think he pressed the wrong button on his on his screen there when he was he was messing around. But but uh, he'll he'll be back any second. There he is. So but uh, aye, it's it's a one that we're uh, gonna gonna be an interesting game tomorrow. Shall we say? I'll I'll, I'll move to you, Harry. Expecting the atmosphere like we had last weekend. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't even think people need to try anymore. It just, it just comes naturally now, doesn't it? There's excitement back. There's results. So if it's the same atmosphere, I think we've got a good chance of of going on and doing well in that game. To be honest. Yeah, I mentioned it to Mark. Obviously, about the results going our way. Um, Norwich, somebody who who has been playing quite well to start the game off really well against Man City, but as the game went on, and the, the obviously lose that game four nil. Another one where we'll have to take advantage of this, Harry. 100% we have to take advantage of it, but what worried me is the Leeds-Aston Villa game. The way Aston Villa attack is so fast and to the point that they could put us in, in trouble, to be honest. But uh, you never know, dear. We, we don't know. Like We, we beat uh, Everton 3-1 and they're just going to beat Leeds, who were the team playing Aston Villa in that game, 3-0. So hope, hopefully we can do something. Yeah. Uh, Ian, um, great result for us last weekend. What are you expecting going into this one against Villa? This this is going to be a bit tougher. It, yeah, it is. Um, I was saying sort of at the start of the week, I think if you looked at four points out of the sort of the two games that I had Everton and Villa, I think that would be a really good return. I think because we've got the win against Everton, um, it takes a little bit of pressure off of the Villa game. So I think you'd possibly be able to play with a little bit more freedom because had we not beat Everton or even got a point, I think it just puts massive pressure on the next game. Whereas, like I say, because we've got the three points, the pressure's eased off a little bit. Hopefully, it'll make for a, like I say, relaxes the players a bit. Um, and, yeah, we can hopefully try and turn up and, and get three points again. But it's, I don't think it's going to be anywhere as uh, easy as uh, was it Tuesday we played. Tuesday night, uh, Villa yeah. re- looked like a really good team at the minute. Uh, one of the big concerns, Mark, Kieran Trippier. We're not sure if he's going to be fit enough to play. It's going to be a late fitness test for for Trivia. Do you risk him 
I, I guess it depends how how bad it is. I mean, the fact that they're saying that he's he's going to have a, a late fitness test is in itself is is pretty good news because had it have been the one where he was just going to miss out full stop, they would have said he, he's injured. So I've got a, a sneaky feeling that he'll probably be all right. We'll we'll want to give him every opportunity for him to to, to get himself fit and get on that get on the pitch because let's face it, he's he's one of the best players that we've we've got there at the moment. The way that he's kind of settled into the team, the performances that he's put in since arriving have been phenomenal. Um, and it's I think if 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 he does miss out on it, we'll we'll miss him greatly, um, which is is mad to say based on on how long he has been here. But it, it's just the he just elevates everybody around him with his his attitude, the way he plays, his 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 demeanor when he's kind of on there, and and then you saw when he got his goal on on Tuesday what it meant to him and what it meant to the, to, to the rest of the lads. Everybody was like diving right in on it. So it's uh, it's it's definitely one that's a, it's an important one to make sure he's he's fit, but to answer your question, if it comes at a risk of making his injury worse, then I'd I'd give him a rest. Mm. Uh, worst case scenario, I'll stay with you, Mark. If Trippier doesn't play, what does that do to your back defensive line, considering Target won't be playing either? Yeah, so I, I think if, if he doesn't play, it, it's probably worse. I mean, you've got a ready-made player there to go in it right back in in Mankio but that then gives you a, an issue on the other side on the the left with with target being out as you've you've said with with them obviously being on loan we've got options there in the fact that we know Dan Byrne can can play out on there in the left I wouldn't necessarily like to see him play that, there but that worries me a little bit mm. like, that, that, I, I was talking to I think it was you Harry I was talking to this about, about Dan Byrne being yeah. on, on the as a left wing back that that worries me slightly. Yes, left of the centre back. Off, there's even three centre backs on the field. Left hand side of that, yes. But he doesn't really have the physique to be a, a left wing back. Looking from the outside in, I, I don't know what he's played like in that position before. But it doesn't fill us full of confidence if he's going to be the, the, the wing back. Not at all. Um, I mean, he's, he's tall, isn't he? So it's likely he could get skinned constantly. Um, he's probably not the most agile of players with his height. Um, but, but I remember you were talking about Dummett uh, not so long ago and the reason that we didn't really enjoy being in the team is because he's an overlap I mean if yeah. you can't see Dummett overlap and then why would Dan Byrne overlap it's just not going to happen I don't think I'd, you'd mm. much rather to see I'd rather see Richie on that side if someone if someone's going to be on that side it's a long term injury though yeah. apparently is yeah, that, yeah Richie's injured what, oh, what Eddie Howe said last week it just it came out of nowhere that, that Paul Dummett is injured and um, <clears throat> Matt Richie had a long term injury um, so oh, so yeah, so, so there's been a couple of shouts as well for, for so Matt Ritchie. Trip, but I'm, fit then, don't you? Yeah, you need Trippier to be fit because if not, then that's uh, it, it's really going to be Kraft on the right hand side, and it'll be Mankiw dropping out the left hand side. I would have thought that's, if that's Trippier doesn't feel mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a load of shouts for that in the comments as well, um, and that's why it's it's really important for for Trippier to be fit. Um, the, the thought of seeing Kraft again on that pitch just Fills us with with nightmares. I, I haven't even though in, hope, in, you know, in I haven't given up hope for Kraft yet. Yeah, he's looked better in his last few games, hasn't he? He's he's a gruff I just I don't think he's got the quality at all. Like like we my brother honestly hates him. Um, but I I don't think it's a case of that he doesn't try. I just don't think he's he's good. Sadly, 
But um, yeah, that that would worry me sort of the with Mankiw. Although Mankiw, he, when he's come in, um, he had a, a really good game against Leeds when he came in at left back. Fantastic, yes, yeah, really, really good. Um, then had a bit of a cameo against Everton, um, but again, looked very, very settled. But it's it's just mad that you never really expect sort of a a fullback, um, despite sort of the quality in, in Kieran Trippier having that much of a an impact on on mm. sort of how the back four pref- uh, performs and how how settled the look with them there. Yeah, there's been a shout there by by Callum Lewis that you can see on the screen. Apologies to those that are listening the audio that he says that will be surprised by Byrne as a left wing back. Like I said, I've never actually saw him play there. It's just his physique and like like everybody says, he's never, he's touching seven foot there, man. It, it it's a strange combination. Uh, a player that's six foot seven and playing as a left wing back. I'm sure he played played there against us when. And I'm, I'm, nah, I'm was, was not that Lampy sure that played left well. wing back. Lampy right played wing right wing back because right he just yeah, he had yeah. a when when the beat were three one he had a had Saint Maximum on toast for the whole game. Mm. A, a few shouts for midfield. I'll I'll come to you, Harry, on this one. Yeah. Um, a lot of people wanted to force Bruno in there in the starting lineup. Do you change that midfield after how well they played against Everton? Uh, I don't think you do. You, you, you can't because they played so so well. Um, if you do, you drop Shelby. That's my opinion. If if he's got to bring Bruno in, I think Shelby's the man you drop. Um, but it depends because when Bruno came on, he looked very attacking, and Shelby seems the one that sits behind in front of the defence. So if you bring Shelby out, then I feel like there'll be a massive gap between the midfield and the defence. So. I don't think you do bring Bruno into the team. I'd love to see him. Don't get me wrong. I'd absolutely love to see him start. But um, I just don't think you do. I don't think it's the right decision to make. Is everyone in the same well, boat? Hang, hang on to wants... your hat here, Chris. What? Hang on to your hat here, Chris. But uh, I wouldn't drop Shelby. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know who you're going to say. I'd, and I'll probably agree with you. I'd, I'd, I'd keep him in. And um, I, I don't know if you are. I'd, I'd drop Joe Willock. I'd drop yes, Willick and, uh, and bring Bruno in there. Um, I think having having Shelby sitting in that position where where he is as that that deep lying playmaker, he doesn't need to have the legs which we know he, he hasn't got. But having both Bruno and Joe Linton sitting in there, having them three, that makes us very difficult to get through and, and to beat in the midfield. And just the energy of that that Bruno will bring, the tenacity that that Joe's got, I think with with them three in there would would be a a winning combination for but, me. Uh, are you, if you were Eddie Howmore, are you brave enough to make that change? Hey, that's what he gets paid the big bucks for, isn't it? That's that's why he's the manager. Um, I don't think he's adverse to making those decisions. He's he's left players out, you know, in in the past. Um, Willick, for all, he had a, a very good second half. He didn't do a great deal in the first half, so there's there's an option there. And I think just with the having that slightly different approach to the game of, of wanting to make sure that we're boss midfield um, is is maybe what he'll what he'll look at. There's been a, a few shouts, and, and Ian, you probably heard us speak about this on, on the podcast, which we do on on a Monday night. But um, we're, we're, there's been so many games passed by where we just don't hold that midfield and we don't control the ball in midfield, and games just pass us by. Is Bruno going to be that player that that gives us that control in the centre of the pitch? I think he will. Um, he, like I say, it was like it was, what five five minutes, but he looked like he wanted to get on the ball. Um, he looked like he wanted to drive forward. I think just the mentality coming across from his interviews. He, he he's a player that wants to win. Um, he seems very intelligent, very grounded for his age. Um, so I think yeah, he, he is. But again, I think 
I agree with Mark. I don't think Willick had an, an exceptional first half. I think he grew into the game in the second half, but that's a string of performances where he has been a lot better. So it's a case of, do you give him another run to see if he can continue his sort of his progression in, in form? Or do you make that big call and, and put Bruno in ahead of him? Because I, on, I on Harry's can't point, see Shelby. But on Harry's point, with, with Harry saying that you would drop uh, Shelby, if that happens, I don't think it will. I don't, I don't think you'll see the midfield change. I don't think Bruno will stop. But I would quite like to see Bruno and Joe Willock alongside each other just to see what they can do because hopefully Bruno can, can bring the best out of Joe Willock, what yeah. we saw last season, Harry, and hopefully you can see something like that. Yeah, um, I think it goes both ways. I said there could be a big gap between the defence and the midfield if we drop Shelby. Um, but then if you drop, um, I suppose, like if, you, if you have Joe Linton, sorry, and you have Bruno, I think it's very attacking. Um, sorry, Joe Willick, yeah, and Bruno, yes, it is very attacking. Um, with Joe Linton, he's not really the best playmaker. He's not the best passer of the ball. Um, but if you bring Bruno in, like you said, hopefully you can get the best out of him and you can maybe push up the pitch a little bit more. Um, now, if, if you drop Willick instead and you play Joe Linton, do we then lose, and I go on about it all the time in the previews, do we then lose that number 10 behind the striker? Do we then isolate Chris Wood even more? Does Bruno sit back a little bit further? You just, I don't know how he's going to fit in the team at the minute, um, to be honest. Because no matter how hard we try to, to make, um, say, maximum number 10 more, he's not a number 10. He's the type of player that he just does whatever the hell he wants. He's not a number 10. He's the type of kid where you just go, we'll control what's happening behind you. You just do what you do. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked it about a lot, haven't it? Is he, he's much better being out on that left hand side and being able to to pick up the ball and and run at people. I think when you put him in the middle of the pitch in in that number ten, it's it's just too crowded for him, and he, he he hasn't got that space to be able to do what he's what he's good at, which is is running it and scaring the the fullbacks. I think just in the in the the very short cameo that we saw from Bruno on on Tuesday night, his his link up with with Saint. Down that left-hand side, playing in, playing in the balls front, running behind. That that gives us that that link up. Although it's it's a little bit different. In you're not missing the number ten because the the ball's not going in front of the back four. It's looking to get in behind them and use the the pace to to get in that way. I think that's that's maybe why having him that little bit further further on would would then allow Saints to come in, even Fraser you know, switching sides and stuff mm. like that, or even, you know, a late run for, for Murphy second half. I think the position that we're in when when Bruno came on the field, we can't really judge that performance because what we, we were dominant before he came, even came on the field. You know, he came in for the last handful of minutes. I think if you start on game, then it's, it's going to be a completely different game. Of course, is he? Um, but... For me, I'm, I'm sticking with with unchanged. I don't think Eddie Howe will change it. I think Bruno will be on the bench and come on. I, I, he will come on at some point, whether we're winning or, or losing the game or drawing the game. He'll come on at some point, but I don't think he starts this one. No, I agree. Um, I think, again, the, the, the last handful of games, the, the midfield looks a lot um, a lot more assured. Um, and it, it it still surprises because the two players that I thought, the attitude and, and performance before Howe came in, where Joe Linton, Shelby, that just absolutely stunk in there. They were standout players at the moment. So I, I just most, can't most see improved. Them. The one <laughs> yeah. that nobody ever wanted to get. <laughs> the one that I got when I used to play football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of kind of see the midfield changing at all. I think it, uh, the the changes will be at the back, and obviously they're enforced. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, I can't, can't see the midfield changing. But I do agree Bruno will feature. I think you'll probably get more than sort of the, the five minutes at the end of the game like you did against Everton. Um, hopefully, to if we're in a winning position, to, to sort of seal the win or um, just sort of, if if the worst is happening, we're trailing to try and get sort of back into the game. But then, then we can argue, Mark, if if it's a case, and I know we've talked about worst case scenario with defensive line if 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 Trippier is um, missing from that squad, it might not be a like for like swap. Anyhow, might change it at the back completely. It might go three three centre backs, then that changes the whole midfield setup as well. So it might be a point where you see even more midfielders on the on the pitch. Yeah, it could be. You know, I think if he does that, then you're looking at the likes of Murphy to maybe come in on the the right hand side and and be able to push in and get that. But then, if you do that, does that Hit mean the post. Fraser has Let, to let's drop remember out? He, he done well when he came on, mm, and he yeah. has done for for a handful of games now. Murphy, yeah. he's looked dangerous. He hasn't scored the goal yet, if I remember right. I don't think he scored this season. Um, has he? He hasn't. Has he? Don't think so. Don't think so. Um, but he's always found himself in those dangerous positions. And it's that that kind of thing of because he likes to run in behind. He's he's got a little bit of pace about him, and he likes to to run from from that little bit of, of depth, get in between the full back and the centre back, and, and burst into that space. And it's it's worked for him a couple of times into the goals that he has scored. And that it's it's probably more of his his strength than being out on the the wing and looking to get balls in, um, and, and doing it in that kind of traditional winger sense. So, um. He's equally he's done that when he has played as that as that wing back as of sitting there and, and having the energy of getting up and back up and down the pitch. So it's it's hey, it's nice to have those options though, isn't it? Um I think so it's just being comment uh, on there, Mark. Just a comment there but by you and that said like how we've gone from having a shite depth in, in midfield to then being stuck by the choice of who to play. I in was there. just I and was that's just without thinking Hayden that, yeah. being fit. I know Hayden hasn't got a squad number, but if Hayden had been fit, then it's There's another one they add to the equation. It's a good problem to have. It's it's a it's a nice problem to have. I think, um, that's what what sort of just sitting discussing that. I was thinking like, how how have we went from oh god, Shelby's starting to uh, we kind of we can't lose Shelby because he's, he's Unless you're performing so well. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice problem to have. It's uh, positive for a change. Obviously, the, the danger man, I'll come straight about you, Harry. The danger man for Bill at the moment is, is Coutinho, who, who's done well since he's arrived in January there. Um, is he playing the number ten role at the moment for them? I would imagine he would be. Um, I guess so. I mean, it's actually yeah. the goals he's, uh, the, the pass he made against Aston Villa was more on the left hand side, but mm. it, 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 I suppose he's everywhere, isn't he? He's just a playmaker when you're playing is, the right in the middle. And the is left. it the case where you man mark him out the game? Put Joel on yeah. him. It, it depends who they have up front because I mean, Ollie Watkins at the moment is playing poor. Um, if he is starting, I think you do man mark Coutinho. But if they bring in another attacker, I don't think you you man mark him because mm. what worries me is with Lascelles especially. I feel like he steps up a lot, mm. so he'll take a step forward and then doesn't really have enough time to get back in time. And I, I feel like that does worry me, especially if if they can play balls in behind the way Coutinho can pass the ball. Then we'll, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. I, I think it's a case though. I'll stay with you, Harry. Where right now we need to stop wondering worrying what other teams are going to set up like. Um, especially the performance against Evan, we take the game to them and make them worry about what we're going to do, not what they're going to do. Yeah, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, it's, it's lush. To, like I once said, like, it's, it's weird this talking like that we're going to try and dominate a game and we're going to try to keep possession of the ball. Uh, anyhow, we're saying that he's brought Bruno in to hold the ball and keep the ball. And that's brilliant. Like, if we can go at them the way we went against Everton, then fantastic. Just keep pressing, press, press, press. And 
I think that's our best way of playing football. I think if we sit behind the ball, we're not fantastic, but on the attack, we're miles better uh, than we have mm. been recently. Big difference now, Mark, isn't it, between what we're seeing on the Eddie Howe style of football with the with majority of the same players and what we're seeing on the Steve Bruce. Yeah, that's, who who would have thought that having somebody that can actually coach a team would would improve it? I mean, <laughs> mind mind blowing, isn't it? But uh, it's it's night and day, really, isn't it? Um, when you when you look at having the the same core group of players, obviously we've we've gone and signed a, quite a few in in the the January transfer window. But the I mean, I, this this was the case I, before January, though, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've sat. Well, not sat here. I've sat and sat on the podcast and said I'd never wanted to see John Joe Shelby in a Newcastle shirt ever again, because he he had some horrendous performances, um, and the the way he's had a turnaround since Eddie Howes came in has just been unbelievable. Um, you, you know, he's 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 showing a, a huge amount of consistency, which was always an issue with him, and I think that. Having having the, the the formation and the way that we're playing at the moment is is suiting him down to the T. He's not having to 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 work hard, which has always been a you know a, a bugbear with him because he's got other people in and around him that are doing doing the the, the legwork for him and running. I mean, you look at Ryan uh, Fraser, who's playing out on the right alongside of him, the work rate that he puts in. You're seeing Joe in front of him smashing every everything that moves, um, and then we'll not mention. Wait, wait on the left hand side, but mm-hmm. other than, other than that, um, it's it, it's you know really really refreshing to see see him in there. But I think midfield is it, it's where this game's going to be won and lost it, it on tomorrow from from both teams because they've they've got you know Coutinho, everybody that's talking about it. But we look at what what Ramsey's doing for them at the minute. He's <clears> he's right. He's on a bit of a, a streak like Joe Willock was last season of. Everything's just fallen for him. He's he's arriving late in the box. He's he's making runs in in from deep. He, he worries me to be honest, mm. probably more than more than Coutinho because yes, Coutinho will make, will make a lot of stuff and do things, but R- Ramsey's just the danger man for them at the at the moment. So keeping those two quiet is is going to be really really important, and and that's why I, I can see it being one in the middle of the park, which is is what why I would have went with the the three that I mentioned before. Um, whether you that then gives you gives you space on for your your wider players to then come into the game, and maybe that's where we we sneak it. Who knows? You mentioned uh, Jordan on there, Mark, and I'll come to you, Ian. Um, since he's he's moved into that midfield position, he's got this kind of swagger and this attitude about when we saw it with against Deli Ali. God knows what happened in the tunnel <laughs> if that did happen, but but we saw it on the field where, and we've seen it in other games where he's got this bit of an attitude about him and that. Fucking love it. Yeah, I do. It's 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 kind of like sort turning of, into a shit house, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. It's um, I mean that that challenge Deli Ali put in. Um, maybe the Joel Linton of old would have just sort of stayed stayed on his on his ass and and just sort of with his hands in his air, but he he got up and and, and confronted him. I, I genuinely think his attitude, not just him, like like Mark was saying, Shelby's attitude. I think Fraser's attitude as well. Um, since how's come in, they've, they've all just raised the game, and I think we're, we're playing more as a unit as well. Like mm. um, in terms of when you when you see sort of the interviews after the matches, um, obviously the the squad photos um, after wins, even the celebrations for goals, it just looks like 
everyone's raised the game and everyone cares and, we haven't and wants seen to fight the, for the, the goal. Must, they mustn't have done it because we haven't the, seen the squad yeah, photo in the dressing that's room. What I was, uh, that's what I was most looking forward to after the Everton game. Yeah, um, we haven't seen it, so they might not have happened, which I'm gutted about. But um, yeah, to, to, to go back to your point about Julian, I, I genuinely think he's a he's a completely different player from from what we've signed. His attitude, his performances... It's not just sort of spells of a game as well. Like it's it's for the full ninety minutes, he'll graft, he'll he'll chase back. If he loses possession, he doesn't just sort of saunter back. Like he, he'll graft to get that back for you. Mm. And um, then he then he'll shoot in there. And when he gets in the box, he shoots shoots on his own face. <laughs> if you could try that a million times, you wouldn't be able wouldn't to. Do it again. He's literally trying to score a goal and manage to hit the ball off his own forehead. That's right. how skillful he is. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go around everybody and just get expectations of the game and the scoreline there. I'll, I'll, Mark, I, I know you normally take a little bit of time for this one, so I'll, I'll leave you till last. Um, Ian, I'm, I'm going to come to you straight away because I think you got it right last week. I got it. I I got think it you said three on. one. You said that three is. one. And I think. Did you, Harry? Did you say Kieran Trippier free kick? Roger. 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 Said Roger. Roger. Roger said yeah. it. So, so we've, we've hit two targets here, like, um, but but Ian, I'll stick with you because you got the last one right, and pressure. like pressure. And I think the first preview, which you said, you said that you always get these wrong. Wrong, I did. Mate, I, this you've, is, you've got a decent record now. I'll tell you that. I'm fifty percent at the minute. Um, it's going to be. It's a difficult one, I think. It's a one that can go either way. Isn't yeah, it? I think head says. One one draw. Um, so if if I remember rightly, that it might have been Wolves actually, but the last few games have been one one draws. But um, I think Villa are a, a different sort of completely different side to, to Everton. They'll pose a lot more threats. Um, I think either one one draw. I think we might sneak a two one, and I think Chris Wood will get his first goal this game. We're all praying for this, like we're all praying so. for Chris Wood's first goal, Harry. What's your thoughts? Uh, one nil Newcastle. I hope. I hope. I think depends how we, we start the game. If we start the game on the front foot, I think it'll be one nil Newcastle. But the worrying thing is, I think it'll be within the first like twenty minutes, and then it's just constantly just nerve wracking for the rest of the mm-hmm. rest of the game. But one nil Newcastle. Uh, and like we said, hopefully Chris Wood gets his first goal for the club. I'll, I'll stay with you, Harry. Is a draw bad result? Contrary Ian said last week, four points the next two. Yeah, you, you, you're snapping um, somebody's hand off. No, it's not a bad result. Um, I don't think it is at all. I think we beat Leeds, we beat Everton, and if you asked us before those games that was going to happen, not a chance. I think you, mm. you said that no chance that's going to happen. It has. I think if you get a draw, I'd, I'd take a draw now. To be honest with you, but a win would be so much better. I suppose it just keeps them going. The morale just keeps on getting better and yeah. better, and will then become this kind of hopefully powerhouse. <laughs> and Mark, um, last week we were the only team in the bottom half of the table. Mm. To get three points from a game, that that was good news for us. Yeah, big big boost of confidence, isn't it? After that, a, a good performance always lifts morale. Um, you saw what it did, you know, to the players at the end, the way they were celebrating. You you, you saw and felt it in the never stands. mind the players, the way me and you were celebrating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's but there's there's no getting away from it. It is it is another huge game. Um, just because of you know the, the the fact that we've got we got ourselves out of the bottom three, we're sitting there. Leeds have have been dragged back down into it. Um, it it's a one where it would be lovely to, 
to get a win, wouldn't you really get yourself pushing up that table, bringing everybody right back into it and, and really opening it up? We've got decent decent home record against Villa as well. So no, I mean, decent and really good so, home yeah. record against Villa. Um, I think, obviously, recently it, it's it's been more draws um, and that's maybe where I'm going with this one. The the positive things are is uh, Buendia's missing this, um, Konza's out suspended as well, so they, they, they might be a little bit rattled at the back. Um, Mings, I'm, I'm never convinced about him. Got a mistake so, in him, doesn't he, all the time? Yeah. yeah. He's like so, their but, version of Lascelles, I think. Yeah. He's, he's got like a like you say, he's got a mistake in him. So we've got to capitalise on on those, and I think if we if we, as I say if we can boss the midfield, that that's that's the plan, and then let let Saint and Fraser go wild and and see that what can come out of it. But um, Hart and Head, I'm thinking Head probably a two two draw, Hart two one Newcastle win. I'd take either of those to be fair mm-hmm. at, at this stage. Like, I think do you know what it is? I, I don't want to come across all that confident yet because. <laughs> because of that result which you got against Everton because Everton were absolutely horrific <clears throat> shocking they, they just didn't want to be at St James' Park and I think that was down to the fans I think if the fans can play their part again where we can be the 12th man and put players off the games and if you get some some hard challenges in the likes of the players like Coutinho mm. to the point where he doesn't really want the ball it, that that's always going to work in our favour but I'm gonna go for Newcastle two nil win. I really hope so. Two nil. I don't think it's gonna be convincing, but I, I think a two nil win for Newcastle. I think as well, if if you look at the league, obviously Norwich have just just got beat there. We'll have two games in hand on Norwich. Uh, win tomorrow would go a point behind Everton and would Daylight. go like f- four clear of of Norwich with a game in hand. Um. So it's, again, the incentives there. I just hope, like I say, they can same same as Everton. I think I think psychologically now, I think they they're starting to believe that we can get ourselves out of it. Um, so, like I say, psychologically, if you win tomorrow, I think it's it'll be a proper kick for the rest of the season. Uh, you'll pick up some points that you you wouldn't have expected. At I think all. I think we're at a point as well now, Mark, where teams won't want to come to St James's Park if they watched that game last week. How hard it was for Everton. They will not want to play this this new vibrant and exciting Newcastle United. No, absolutely. I mean, when you see the the comments that uh, Lampard made after after the game, oh, in in fact, you know, you can go back over the last handful of games. All of the managers have have, have mentioned the atmosphere and the crowd and and all of that kind of thing. And it's it's the one thing that we've got on our side that you you can rely on at the minute is that every everybody in that crowd is going to get behind the team and, and really will them on. Um and, and if we can start off the game brightly, get a foothold in the game, then that, that confidence will, will grow both on and off the pitch um and take you forward from there. The the reaction obviously from Everton, all of their fans went away and they decided for their game to do that. They all wanted to take flags and scarfs and banners and all of that kind of thing to, to them their game. So it, it it just shows you how important we are as fans and you know, it, it it just again it makes a mockery of the last fourteen years when the previous incumbent owner didn't didn't utilise that that strength that we have off the pitch and you know went the other way with it. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and, and hope that everybody's in fine voice and we can we can cheer the lads on to a, a victory. 
We will be. We will be. It's going to be another decent atmosphere. And even if we go goal down, the fans are still sticking in. We've seen even the team, even the exactly, team as well. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that we, we seem like a team. I don't know if you've listened to Kieran Trippier uh, or was it Ryan Fraser on NUFC TV, but they were saying like how was getting the players in for like personal time, uh, like what like personal time or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, they pretty much tell each other, like tell each other's teammates, like about them and like you get on the pitch and you want to fight for that person because you, you like icebreakers they're doing icebreakers <laughs> Wait, I just, I, it seems like things like that and it just seems good like everyone wants to be there after Trippier's goal every single player apart from the keeper shook his hand individually they all crowded on then each player high five and, and did it differently so it was just and fantastic the thing is I, I think it might have been uh, Trippier again or once again Fraser because those were the two that done the interviews after the game they said that oh we'll be back in training tomorrow to go over everything that we've just yeah. done on the field that's what you want to see and that's what Eddie Howe brings to this football club well that's what he said in, in his interview himself he said like the, the fans obviously deserve to go and celebrate he says but as soon as the final whistle goes my mindset is on how do I win the next game yeah. which is, is just so refreshing to see um, like I say he might not be sort of a world class manager but his attitude I just think he, he's the right fit for the club at the minute he gets sort of the project he gets the, the fans the club the city um, so I think that's a, a massive, massive benefit having someone like that in charge. Also talking about how good his team is, well, rather than the opposition before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rather than what I said before, rather than worrying what everybody else was saying, eh, what everybody else was doing, we focus on Newcastle United. We take the games to the opposition, and we control the game for once. That's what we need for the rest of the season, no matter who we are playing. Um, but that's about it. Thank you very much, boys, for joining me tonight. Uh, thanks to everybody who has watched and commented. Uh, we're approaching 8,000 followers on the Gallagher Chats YouTube channel at the moment, around about 100 off. So those of you that are new to the channel, if you do want to hit that subscribe button, it means a lot to us. And hit the bell notification. So every time you go live or a new video gets posted, you will get a notification uh, to say that. Our bell's are... been going crackers this week, hasn't it? Way speak for yourself, <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bugger. <laughs> but yeah, that's us done. Thanks very much, everybody. See you later. See you later. Come on, you Maggies. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 